Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talk and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And today, well, there's a little drama circulating around the internet. Juju Smith-Schuster just couldn't help himself, and because of it, he's getting absolutely roasted. We got to talk about it. Plus, a running back headed to Pittsburgh and possibly another veteran cornerback that has been suggested, actually two of them, have been suggested to head to Pittsburgh this offseason. But first, it's a beautiful day outside. It's been a beautiful back-to-back days. Pitt basketball is having the run of its life, and I know you were watching them last night. How you, uh, how you feeling, my friend? A little tired. That uh, those nine o'clock starts for for pit basketball make are a little yeah. rough, but yeah. um, but no, I'm feeling good. I'm excited to maybe get outside a little bit today. Um, feel feel good. Um, open my windows a little bit, breathe some yep. fresh air. Yep, it's, it's a uh, idea. It's nice. My uh, we we talked about this the other day. I think about how spring doesn't or winter doesn't even start until you know March, but. It feels like spring. My fiance keeps bringing up. She's like, we're like three weeks away from spring. I'm like, we're not anywhere close. But these no. little teasers are beautiful. Like they're, you live this is how in they, February. This is how they drag you in. You know, they make you think that spring yep. is coming. And yep. then they just pile a bunch of another. Yep. You, know, you, you put your real heavy on. jacket away and then boom, they smack you with like six feet of snow. It's coming, Pittsburgh. Be, uh, be cautious. But it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's good. When it comes to the nine o'clock tip offs, I did last night. I was sitting around. I was watching a movie. And I, I on my phone, I was keeping up with the Penguins game. And on my laptop, I was keeping up with the pit game. And I was just like, man, I I feel awful that <laughs> the Steelers are not doing anything right now. And I don't have anything to go do to contribute to our work ethics. Um, but, you know, part of the gig. You, I, guess. I mean, there's yeah, plenty yeah. of times where I think the Steelers were doing stuff at nine o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For six months of the year, we don't sleep. So, you know. You just got to tell yourself that sometimes. Yeah. Um, anyways, let's talk Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, we'll just start with what, ha- with what happened. Mm-hmm. Juju, as everybody knows, was held at the end of the Super Bowl. We talked about that on Monday. I didn't really think it was a good call. It was kind of soft. James Bradbury admitted it. Juju admitted it. Everybody was like, yeah, it happened. It is what it is. We'll move on. It's not the reason that the Chiefs lost or won the Super Bowl. Then Juju decided to drop a meme about James Bradbury referring to him or on Valentine's day, I guess. Look, look at first I got to say it was a great meme, but 
wasn't wasn't very appreciated in the uh in the Philadelphia community he dropped I'll hold you when it matters the most <laughs> uh, which is a, again just a great like it's a good troll it's a good troll maybe a little bit early you know you, two days after a, a heartbreaking loss I don't know if I'm about that life but it has gotten some traction. First off, AJ Brown jumped on here and said, first off, congratulations. Y'all deserve this. This is lame. You was on the way out of the league before Patrick Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you're like that or ever was. But congratulations again. They did not stop. I saw Darius Slay go after him. Uh, CJ Gardner-Johnson. Obviously keeps keeps going. He went twice, I believe. Um, and Juju's coming back at it. He has not stopped. <clears throat> the uh, the drama has not stopped. As you can see, the little fight there. It seems that's where we're going. If we're the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, what do you make of this? What did you? What were your thoughts when you saw this? I, I won't lie. I was. Uh, I'm a, I'm usually a Juju social media defender. This time around, I don't know how I'm feeling about this. Yeah, I mean, so it was, it was funny. It's a good meme. Um, if like some random dude on Twitter made it, um, it would have gotten it. I thought it would have been really funny. The fact that it came from Juju, I kind of have to agree with AJ Brown. Like, it does seem a little lame. Like, you just won the yeah. Super Bowl, and this is what you're choosing to do with that. Like, the parade is today, and instead of like getting ready, like celebrating, getting ready for the parade, you're like taking more shots at a guy who feels awful. Like, I, I gently. Like, like I genuinely don't – I don't know if they were – I assume they were talking all game, but I just don't. This is not what I guess I would probably be doing with my time if I just won mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Um, no. But, yeah, I mean, this is just kind of juju, isn't it? Like is this – you might know him a little bit better, but this just feels like, you know, he's he's closer to being – he's a Gen Zer. You know, this is how he, like, talks trash and stuff instead of, you know, maybe doing it on the field or doing it, you know – to his friends or through other people. Um, he has this tool. He has social media to continue to talk trash and people have the ability to talk trash right back. Um, you know, like, you know, I think the most interesting thing is these two teams play each other next year. I'm pretty sure. Oh, do they? Yeah. I don't um, know if Bradbury will be there, but AJ Brown will be there. Right. CJ Gardner will be there. Right. Well, and that's the thing. It's a whole team kind of, it, this wasn't contained to just Juju and James Bradbury. Um, yeah. like, I don't even know if James Bradbury is still like involved with this. It's other guys standing up for him or taking issue with Juju, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's yes, exactly. And that's the thing. Like James Bradbury is going to be a free agent, so he's not going to be here next year, most likely. And I like to take that shot. Just like you said, like, like, I don't know, like that's always kind of been Juju Juju's, you know, no hold bars. He doesn't care. He knows how big of an influence he is on social media when it came to the TikTok dancing. It's almost as if, and I don't want to say this because I defended him so hard for the TikToks about just like, dude, let him do his thing. It is what it is. If he wants to piss people off, he could piss people off. He's a grown man. He's allowed to make these decisions. But with the TikTok things, he like when he was dancing on the field and teams were calling him out, teams were calling him out and he was consistently blaming the media for it. Like he was always, even whether you talk to him in an interview, talk to him in person, whether he was on TikTok, whatever, he was constantly saying that the media is creating a narrative that people in the NFL don't like it. When 
guys were legit calling him out on social media and during press conferences saying like you dance on our field you're in a lot of trouble like you know he was catching that and then this time around he does this and then he's going to defend himself like consistently with these guys as if there was bad blood I don't know maybe there was like maybe there was some real harsh trash talk going down on that field but if there was not you know, this is this is a bad look for a guy who maybe is just like oblivious to any self-criticism. And I think he, he he deserves to be criticized. This is Juju. This is not this is not on James Bradbury. This is not on AJ Brown attacking him or anybody else. Juju took a low blow on a guy 24 hours or 48 hours after the game. Bad. bad right. And it's not and it's not like James Bradbury was going around talking about, oh, that was, that was BS. You know, I didn't hold them or anything like that. Like, I don't know. He took it in stride and it's weird to see the guy who won not take it in stride, you know? Exactly. Exactly. If there was trash talk afterwards, like if James Bradbury was like, that was, that was BS and I'm not doing this and I didn't hold him. Okay. You know, if if Juju wants to keep it going, keep it going. But the fact that the entire Eagles team sat there and took it in the most respectful man. I've never seen a team lose with so much grace in my whole life. Every one of them was just like, yeah, man, that wasn't the reason that we lost. Like, you know, there was a bunch of reasons that we lost. It's not just because of that holding call and who cares? Yeah, I I did it. Like, and and then Juju's just like, nah, man, I'm firing him back up. And I, I, if anything, if anything, I think it would one it eliminates, in my mind, the Chiefs from winning a Super Bowl next year if Juju's on the team, because mm-hmm. there is no way, there's no way that it's he, that just that's just not how it slides. You know what I mean? You talk, mm-hmm. you talk shit, you get hit. That's just what the world is. Juju's gonna get hit. You know that's gonna that's gonna get ha- that's gonna happen. Uh, my other thing is, do you think? Because we know who Andy Reid is, we know who the Kansas City Chiefs are. They're a very respectful organization. I feel. You know, like those guys, you don't hear a lot of drama coming out of them. Yeah, they talk their talk, but like it's all like it's all afterwards. You know, the Burrowhead comments, they, you know, the Travis Kelsey yelling in the mic, you know, that's all afterwards. Do you think if you're Andy Reid, you're looking at this and going, uh, maybe Juju is no longer an option for us this offseason? Do you think it hurt his stock in free agency? I don't I don't think it helped, but I don't think it hurt him that much. You know, I don't think they're like, I don't think this will influence whether they do or not bring him back, right? On the one year after his one year. Yeah, he's only on um, one year. Yeah, he's a free agent. Right. So I, I don't think that alone is going to, you know, determine whether they, they bring him back or not. Um, but it's certainly a bad look. It certainly kind of di- diverges from what we've seen and what we kind of know about the Chiefs and just their patterns of behavior. You know, yeah. even when Travis Kelsey is loud and maybe obnoxious sometimes, it's never. I, like that, that, you know, no one believed in us thing was kind of lame. I thought, yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. But, like, everybody believed was, in you, the chiefs, right, but right. Um, but it wasn't like he wasn't going after anyone. Um, and I agree with you. That's not their MO and it's a little, it is a little weird. Um, but not, nah, I don't think that's what's gonna, I, I like, I, I'm not, I don't know enough about what Juju would kind of demand on the market to kind of oh, say nothing i don't think juju i think juju signed like a one-year 10 million dollar deal this season mm-hmm. i doubt he gets one year 10 million dollars again like right. 
I just don't think that's that's a possibility. You could eliminate the Philadelphia Eagles from anywhere that he <laughs> yeah. signs. Though. Yeah, I do not think he's going there. I think it's kind of crazy. Like it kind of feels like maybe Juju has like really bad blood with some of these guys, mm-hmm. especially with the AJ the AJ Brown comment about coming out and being like, "Well, I'm glad that you finally got all that off your chest." Like, do you think guys around the league like actually don't like Juju Smith Schuster? Like they got a problem with them? He is like, he's definitely a. a uh, a controversial figure when it comes to his social media pro- platform. But I didn't, I thought that was just like with us and some people that called him out for dancing on their, you know, logo. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Right, which, like, just the weirdest thing to me, too. Like, I don't understand. Like, this is the first time where I saw Juju do something, get some hate for it, and thought, okay, this makes a lot, this makes sense. Yes, yes. Um. Yes. Even the TikToks was just like, it was just like, all right, that's like annoying. Do I think that he should be getting like, I don't think he means any disrespect by it. I thought right. that he was just, you know, trying to build his social media followers or following. But maybe, maybe he did. Maybe Juju's just, you know, Juju's just that guy. You know, Will Graves put out a tweet and I don't want to misquote it, but I'm gonna. But I, it ended with like, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. And I was like, oh, and it was it was it was about Juju. Like it was it was quote tweeting Juju's tweet. And maybe people know things that, you know, we don't know about this guy. And maybe he's maybe Juju's a dick. You know, maybe Juju is <laughs> just a big dick and nobody likes him. And this is where we are. I don't know. I don't know. If you're the Steelers. You're looking at that and saying, uh, maybe maybe we don't resign Juju Smith-Schuster this offseason. If the Chiefs aren't going to think that way. Do you think the Steelers maybe think that way? Yeah, I, I could buy that more with the Steelers than with the Chiefs. Um it just seems like a headache that they don't need. Um yes. I think they have plenty of receivers. Um and just I don't know. The, it, it just seems like again the kind of headache you don't need. Um yep. and I, I don't think it's worth kind of the the no. effort to kind of you know you wouldn't contain him but just to kind of deal with that day in and day out and I think you know how much Mike Tomlin hates having to answer questions that aren't really about football. I mean, he hates answering questions about football too, but um, (laughs) uh, he does answering questions about like what someone says on social media, which will inevitably come, you know, if Juju comes back to, to Pittsburgh, that's what's going to happen. I I don't think he's interested in that at all. No, no, you are uh, just a, to a little sidebar here before we move on to this next thing. You were not around during the blank check comment by Mike Tomlin. That was the epitome of Tomlin does not deal with nonsense in press conferences. It was when he was rumored to go be hired by USC. Mm-hmm. And the rumors were nonsense. Like, you know, Mike Tomlin's not leaving the Pittsburgh Steelers for USC. He's just not. Mm-hmm. He's just not doing that. Um, and so, But you have to ask about it because those rumors are out there. And they, it was Chris Sims, I believe, that like he was pushing it. He was like, dude, it's mm-hmm. it's on the verge of happening. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, you obviously wait till the end of the press conference. You set it up. You're like, all right, we nobody else has questions. All right, let's ask it. And Tim Benz was like, hey, there's rumors about 
you know, you and USC, are there, is there any truth to that? Blah, blah, blah. And he, dude, he looked him dead in the eyes and he was, I don't remember the exact words. I'll have to find the clip, but he finished it off. He was like, you couldn't hand me a blank check from a booster to go <laughs> and leave the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> okay, relax. So yeah, he hates his, I just think if Juju's coming out of here, I don't know. There's a long talk about, hey, man, you do that around here, you get smacked upside the head. Okay? Right. Don't be don't be messing with that. We are not good enough for this. I think that also maybe got to Juju's head a little bit, is that he's never been on a team that good. Right. And, you know, you get a little, you know, you get a little superior complex going, and next thing you know, you're sending out really, really awful tweets. It was great, dude. I was about to leave when that when that tweet left. Like, I was, I was getting ready. I had to do a couple of errands, and... I was putting my shoes on and I looked down and I was just like, oh, no, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, right. why? what are you doing right now? Mm-hmm. So it's a good tweet. It's a good tweet. All right. Let's talk more Pittsburgh Steelers football NFL draft. We got back from the senior bowl like, oh, what, two weeks ago now. And day one, I believe he stopped practicing after day one. But day one, mm-hmm. there was a pretty big name that caught your attention. You turned that attention to me. And I paid attention as well. Dude was lighting up the field. Roshan Johnson, the backup running back for the University of Texas, Texas. He's B. John Robinson's backup, who will likely go in the first round, possibly in like the top 15 picks. No, you're not feeling that. You don't think that he deserves no, no, to be. No running back should ever be drafted that high. That is not a Roshan's yeah, I... going. Roshan's going. Our Bijan's going top 15. Easy. Easy. The guy's been generational talent since he's like 13 years old. He's the, he's the new he's the next Saquon the next Zeke, maybe they'll have a good career maybe they won't it's a meaningless pick, oh it's not going to be in Pittsburgh thank God. Bijan's going to go first round. Interesting enough, Roshan Johnson is actually predicted as of recently to end up in Pittsburgh, according to NFL.com's Chad Reuter. The Steelers in his latest mock draft select Johnson out of Texas with their third round pick 80th overall, just to give a little bit of context here, they start off the draft with 17, excuse me, Iowa defensive lineman, Lucas Van Ness, which isn't a bad pick. Then they doubled down online defensive lineman with uh, Baylor's Ika, Siaki Ika. Uh, Mm -hmm. Am I saying that name right? And then they go the second, their second pick in the second round with Anton Harrison, uh, Oklahoma big man. He's a t- he's a tackle. Derek actually mocked him to the Steelers during him and Nick's mock draft on Steelers draft talk. Not bad. Then you got Roshan Johnson. They heard the third the third round adds to a Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, Anthony McFarlane, running back room. Master Teague's in there as well. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I already know your answer, but is this a, a completely useless pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> what are you gonna do with the? Maybe he's your third string running back. But like, you're gonna use a third round pick on a third string running back. I don't know. Yeah. They're they're like I I know Roshan. Like we we liked Roshan. We liked watching him play. Oh yeah. The Steelers don't need him. They don't need him for the role that they would put him in. Nope. And it's way too high valuable a pick to be using on a position that you just you just plainly do not need. Yep. Um Yep. And it, it's not like they will need it. Like there's, there could be an argument of, oh, well, Jalen Warren. Now Jalen Warren's here for the next two years. Right. Like the Steelers have their backup running back. They're going to add a third. 
I don't know if this guy's ever watched a Pittsburgh Steelers game, but it's been a long time since a third string running back has stepped onto the field and played meaningful reps. It's been a long time before this season, before a backup running back stepped on the field and played meaningful reps in Pittsburgh. And you're going to tell me all of a sudden, they're just going to be like, all right, Najee, you're going to, you're going to just rush a third of the time. And we're going to utilize these other two guys. It's just, it's not a Pittsburgh Steelers thing. Right. Like, yeah, Najee, you're one of the best players on the team. You're one of the most talented guys that we have in this offense, but we want to cut down your carries even more. Like, yes. Yes. Why? I don't, I don't understand what the logic, I'm trying to think of like, there's sometimes where there's an argument and you can disagree with that argument. I don't even know what the argument is here. No, there is none. Let let me ask this though, because I've seen a lot of, I think it's, there's two really nonsense narratives out there about the Pittsburgh Steelers mock drafts right now. The first one is this one. I don't think it gets bigger than this one, but I'm going to ask anyways, what is worse drafting a running back in the third round or double dipping on wide receivers? Because that's the other one is everybody has the Steelers drafting like Jordan Addison or you know, Zay flowers or whatever with their first two picks and then going back in like the fourth round and getting another guy to play wide receiver when they have 75 wide receivers and they don't know what they have in Calvin Austin yet. But let's just add two more to the mix. What is uh what's a worse move for the Steelers offense? I hate, I, I, I just like that one more. I don't think they should touch a receiver. I don't know until like, the fifth or sixth, right? Like they don't yes. need a receiver. I I think that's drafting multiple wide receivers is even worse. Like I, yes. at most you're drafting one. You just like you said, you have too many guys that you don't like. I don't know. There's it's, it's everybody under early. contract. Right. Everyone. The Steelers don't. Miles Boykin and Steven Sims are the only two guys who are not under contract, and both of them are going to cost about seventeen cents to bring back to Pittsburgh. Not not a big deal. And if Boy can go somewhere else, okay, then you can replace him. Good thing Calvin Austin is about to make his way out, back onto the field in right. 2023. That just, yeah, it's it's a bad one. I I I don't know. I at least with double dipping at wide receivers, like you could find a way to utilize them. Like, what are you ever gonna do with Roshan Johnson? Whatever. Right. What do you he's gonna go from Texas where his highest rushing total? I I have a stats here. We're loading but it's they're here. His highest rushing attempt was his freshman season with 123. After that, it was 96 rushes in a season. You're going to go from literally a portion, a small portion of Texas's backfield to an even smaller portion of an NFL backfield in Pittsburgh. And you're going to be okay with that. And on top of that, like you're going to like, what, what is it? Do people not believe in Jalen Warren? I just don't, I don't know. That one's bad to me. Like I, that might be the worst mock I've, I've seen, and it starts strong because I agree with double dipping at defensive lineman. I'm all about that life. Yeah, I don't hate that, but like a third round pick for someone who's barely even going to see the field is just not. That's nope. just not smart use of your. No, of your no. capital. It's, at it's, that point, you're just like admitting defeat. You know, you're just like looking at it, and you're just like, all right, well, you know, the Steelers. Let's look at the Steelers' past third round draft picks in the past couple of years. It's like Kendrick Green was two years ago or what yeah yeah it was two years ago he's he's already done career is pretty much over who was last year's third round draft pick it went kenny was it leal it was leal Mm -hmm. it was that's that's a promising one don't have a real spot for him but you know definitely promising um in years past i mean you got guys like cam sutton who've come out of the third round Mm -hmm. um 
I mean, Dan Moore is a fourth rounder. Uh, Kevin Dotson is no Alex Highsmith is a third rounder. Um, you got names, you know, there will be, yeah, there will be valuable guys there. Guys will yeah. be more valuable to you than again, your third string running back. Then your like, third string best, running back. Look, like, like that's the, that's the best case scenario is this guy is your third string. running. Yeah. Back. Like that's the craziest part about this is it's not like there is, there is no ceiling. The ce- the ceiling mm-hmm. is here. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's okay. Well, maybe you pass off Jalen Warren. Okay. Like, cool. You, you got a backup running back in third round that you already had and felt really confident, but now you got a new one. So that's fun and exciting because the last one was obviously getting old entering the second year of his NFL career and making, let's see, $874,000 this season. That's how much Jalen Warren is set to make. He's about he's expected to take up 0.4% of the Steelers cap space. But let's add a third round running back that's going to make $10 million for the next four years and take up way more money. It's just that was bad. That might be the worst draft we've seen in a while. Um yeah. more very questionable moves for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jalen are uh yeah, not Jalen Warren. Um Jeremy Fowler of ESPN.com. Obviously, one of the most respected names out there. He spent a long time in Pittsburgh, so he clearly knows what he talk what he's talking about with, when it comes to the Steelers. Even if I don't agree with everything he says, suggested that the Steelers re-sign Cam Sutton, which I think we could all agree is a good move for the Steelers and one that we're all pushing for. Then says they should go back and sign another veteran corner this offseason. And the two names he lists are James Bradbury and Marcus Peters. Bradbury. You can't sign him in Juju, obviously, so you're going to have to pick one of them. When it comes to Marcus Peters, he's got bad blood in Pittsburgh, but I think that goes away, you know, the second that you sign Larry Ogunjobi kicked, you know, Mason Rudolph in the head, and here he is. Everybody's fine. Do you do you agree with the double dipping in, in cornerbacks in the free agency market, and do either of those names entice you? Especially because James Bradbury said after the Super Bowl or the day after the Super Bowl during locker cleanout day that – He's not looking for a cheap deal this offseason. Yeah. No. Um, none of these. Yeah. With that, with that information now, like, no. I, I think if you could have gotten Bradbury for, like, we talked about Cam Sutton maybe getting, what, 20, so like 7 million a year. Yeah. About seven, seven and a half. Uh, you know, I don't know if you can pay two corners that much, um, just no. given what, what their cap situation is. Um, and then Marcus Peters, he, he's got some injury. He's got some injury history, right? And I don't want a repeat of last year where half the secondary felt like it. Well, where it felt like half the secondary was hurt week in and week out. Um, but they were very rarely a um, a full like a whole unit. Um, I, I you know I would rather just build through the draft, resign Cam Sutton. I think you've got some pieces there. They're not that desperate for help back there. Um, no, I'm. I'm not very interested in, in either of those guys, I think. No, so d- James Bradbury's market value is wild, actually. Uh, according to Spotrack, it's three years, $45.5 million, which is $15 million a year Whoa, for a corner. Okay. Yeah, that's like He had a good wild. year, but I don't... He had Whoa. a good year, and he's Whoa. about to turn 30. Like, what do you... What? By yeah. the time his contract's over, he's retiring. For $15 million a year. Let's see what uh, Marcus Peters is. We're loading there. 
Like at best, you're cutting him by the end of that deal. Like I don't know. Oh, that's no, how I see that playing him. out. Like you're, you're definitely you got one year with that guy. One right. year before you're a 31 year old corner. Mm-hmm. A 31 year old corner is old. Like you are on the verge of your you're playing slot at this point, and it's only because you can't keep up with guys on the outside. Like that's that's bad. Uh, Marcus Peters, who is 30 years old, so that's even worse. Two years, nineteen point seven million, which is just under ten million dollars a year. No thanks. No thanks, right? Like that's uh, Levi Wallace is getting paid three million dollars this year. Works for me. Like that sounds good. Like he he played just fine. The Steelers led the 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 NFL in interceptions last season. They didn't have a problem when it came to turning the ball over. I just I think you go find somebody in the draft that's twenty three years old. And you get a solid seven years out of them and you pay them nine million dollars over the course of their first. I mean, Kenny Pickett's contract, he was the 20th pick in the draft, right? 24th, 21st, I think. 21st, I don't remember. His contract is four years, 14 point some million dollars. That's for a quarterback, you know? So if you got the 17th pick in the draft, you can imagine maybe that's a little bit higher. Maybe it's 16 million dollars. So four years, 16 million dollars is way better than three years, $45 million for a guy that you're going to have one quality year off of. And then you have to redo it all over again. Then you got to go figure it out one more time. That just, that does not make sense to me. And it's not like you don't have, like, it's not like this is a draft that is starved for cornerback talent. There's tons there. Tons. Yes. Yes. You could. And you've seen that. Like the NFL has seen guys come in and just make immediate impacts in the NFL. I mean, look at the Super Bowl. The Saints are the uh the Chiefs, excuse me, started two rookies. One of them's like a sixth round rookie right. at cornerback, and they they held up just fine against one of the best wide receiver cores in football. Who else did? The 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 Cincinnati Bengals started Cam Taylor Britt throughout the playoffs. He played just fine. I mean, there's Sauce, the, Sauce Gardner is a special talent. Sauce Gardner is ridiculous. You got and you have like other names like um like Tariq Seattle's Wollen. guy, Tariq Woolen, who yeah. isn't even a first-round pick. He was like a mid-round guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kobe Bryant showed up at some points and played a little nickel, played a little safety. I mean, you got – the rookie corners are not what they – I don't even know if they ever once were like a question mark. Like rookie corners have always been looked at as like guys that come in here and make immediate differences to a team. And if they well, don't, I mean, the, they're looked yeah. at a bust. Yeah, the Patriots had two guys too, like Marcus Jones and Jack Oh, Marcus Jones, yeah. a great example. Yeah. That dude's their best wide receiver and their best cornerback. Yeah, he's so. their best <laughs> offensive player too. He um yeah. Yeah. So you could you could find these guys. You could the craziest part about Marcus Jones is he actually he was he was the first first player the Steelers brought in for a private workout during the offseason. And they liked him. They really liked Marcus Jones. He was he's a little guy, you know, little next Marcus or Mike Hilton. They what could have been. You know, what could have been instead he's in Bill Belichick's office offense, which is or defense slash offense, which is the perfect place for him. Because if you're going to score touchdowns on both sides of the ball, you go to New England. That's just that's where you're going to thrive. But yeah, to 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 find a cornerback in the draft and have expectations that they are an immediate impact player is very realistic. Mm -hmm. And I think it's more realistic than going out and getting a 30 year old corner and saying, hey, look, it just. Keep it up for three more years. Give us some. Give us some hope. Doesn't make. Doesn't make Absolutely. any sense. So bad moves for the Steelers all around. Weird part in the offseason where everybody's just going to start, you know, throwing, throwing stuff against the wall. Yeah, and seeing what sticks. And 
Uh, well, we're over two today, but that's okay. <laughs> we're getting there. All right, we're heading out of that, out of here with that. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to find us on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash All Steelers Talk, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. I'll be back on Friday with Derek. Enjoy your week.